Hey everyone, welcome to your source. It's Mark Garcia here, the Government Relations and Advocacy Coordinator for the CTF FCO, with a very brief overview of what the most recent parliamentary session had in store and what you should know before kicking your feet up for the summer. I'm going to be talking about a couple pieces of legislation, Bill C-13, an update to the Official Languages Act, Bill S-251, the repeal of Section 43, Bill C-27, relating to artificial intelligence, and then I'll give my quick analysis of what the results of the by-elections that happened earlier this month really mean for Canadian politics. First things first, the House and Senate are on hiatus until September. The House is back on Monday, September 18th, and the Senate is back on Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. As for legislation, the CTF has been monitoring a number of pieces of legislation, and you can follow along through our weekly parliamentary update. The two big items that I wanted to flag were Bill C-13, an act to amend the Official Languages Act, to enact the use of French and Federally Regulated Private Businesses Act, and to make related amendments to other acts. Quite a mouthful. I'm bringing this bill up because this bill focuses on supporting both official languages in Canada, and we know the teacher shortage is a massive issue throughout Canada, but it's on a whole different level of magnitude when it comes to French teachers. In Bill C-13, the Government of Canada is committed to advancing formal, non-formal, and informal opportunities for members of English and French linguistic minority communities to pursue quality learning in their own language throughout their lives, including from early childhood to post-secondary education. This is fantastic news for us. The CTFFCO has always promoted the call for more support for linguistic minority communities, and we'll be reaching out further to the minister and her office on how the CTF can take advantage of these new supports and pass them on to our members. Earlier this year, the CTFFCO met with MP Mark Serre. He's the Parliamentary Secretary to the Minister of Official Languages. The meeting went really well. We let him know that we supported the legislation, and we're hopeful of being involved in the planning or implementation of the legislation when that happens. The other piece of legislation, Bill S-251. I've spoken about it before, and I'll speak about it again. The bill that repeals Section 43 of the Criminal Code has been referred to committee in the Senate. The CTF-FCO has pre prepared a brief for when it is studied, and we're hopeful that we'll be invited to speak in committee regarding our concerns for repeal without protective language for teachers and students elsewhere in the criminal code. Once again, the sentiment of the legislation makes sense, but I don't think I can say this enough. Classrooms will be more unsafe if this goes through without the proper steps and proper channels. So currently, under the law with Section 43, teachers are able to physically intervene for protective measures. So that's things like breaking up a fight or preventing a student from running into the street. Things that I think we would all agree are pretty important. But without Section 43, an element of that peace of mind for teachers is totally gone. So we're going to keep speaking up about this issue for us. We don't anticipate the study of the bill to start until at least late September or early October, but we'll be ready to engage when it does. We've also recently started scheduling meetings with members of the committee that's studying the bill to discuss our concerns one-on-one. -on also, while there isn't much to report yet, the CTFFSA will continue to monitor Bill C-27. Bill C-27, among other things, is a piece of legislation that enacts the Artificial Intelligence and Data Act to regulate trade and commerce using AI. The act is also going to establish prohibitions related to the possession or use of illegally obtained personal information for the purpose of designing, developing, using, or making available for use an artificial intelligence system 
and to the marking available for use of an artificial intelligence system if its use causes serious harm to individuals. Ultimately, this is going to be the first in what I anticipate to be many pieces of legislation that's going to regulate or at least attempt to regulate artificial intelligence as it takes up a greater role in our society. I know that our members had spoken to their concerns about AI. We have concerns here at CTFFSEO as well. So we're going to be monitoring this piece of legislation and also continuing to see what, what steps government take to regulate AI and make sure that everything stays safe while embracing the technological advancements. Lastly, and probably the most exciting part of this podcast, is analyzing the recent by-elections that took place earlier this month. So there were four federal by-elections. While we saw no real upsets with all the incumbents winning, we did see something that will be pretty concerning to Pierre Polyev and the Conservatives. As much as we have heard for the last year that Canadians are sick of the Liberals and Pierre Polyev has the wind at his back and he's really primed for success, that really isn't the case. In Oxford County, the Conservatives won, but the Liberals gave them much more of a race than they were expecting. Pierre Polyev's buddy ended up winning the election, and I don't say that pedantically, they're truly friends. The Liberals gave them a run for their money because during that nomination race, there were some sour grapes. So the CPC MP, who actually held the seat, decided to endorse the Liberal candidate in the by-election. Pierre Polyev was heralded for how swiftly and strongly he won his leadership election, but the issue with being heavy-handed means you tick off a lot of people. So when you parachute in a candidate that you like, that's what's going to happen. In the four by-elections that took place earlier this month, the Conservatives actually did worse in three of them compared to their vote from 2021. So what does this mean? Well, poll numbers for the first half of the year had the Conservatives flirting with a puncher's chance at a majority. They were given a 30% chance of maybe forming a majority government, and it looked like things were smooth sailing for them. But 338 Canada now has the Liberals with a 51% chance of winning the next election. So that lead or those expectations have really faded away. To be honest, if the Conservatives don't replicate their 2021 numbers in the Conservative heartland of Calgary heritage, the former riding of some guy named Stephen Harper, all the sweating the Liberals were doing and hand-rubbing the Conservatives did for the last six months will be for naught. 2025 is a long way away, though. While the Conservatives have been handed scandal after scandal after scandal for the Liberals, including the China election interference scandal, and the he said, she said over the Paul Bernardo transfer that the Conservatives are making out to seem like Justin Trudeau himself drove the guy to a lower security facility, coupled with some of the worst inflation rates we've seen in history, with everyone taking notice, a growing anti-LGBTQ movement in this country that's manifested itself into gross stuff like marches, protests, and flag desecration, and polling that suggests over half of Canadians want a change in government, the Conservatives are still finding a way to lose support. These guys might be more cursed than the Leafs. That being said, it appears more and more likely that we're stuck in a serious rut of minority parliaments for the foreseeable future. Maybe playing nicely is something that the blue team will have to learn about real fast. That's it for me today. If you'd like to learn more about polling or see projections for the next federal government, check out the show notes for a link to 338 Canada. Thank you for listening and tuning in to your source. Have a wonderful summer.